the start of Season 9 of your favourite NASCO Moments radio show. And we are very delighted to have you join us as we commence another journey over the next 13 weeks on the show. As always, you can be rest assured of utmost quality, quality topics, guests, discussions that will aim to provide you with a quality life. Today, we return our focus on our youth, commonly referred to as the leaders of tomorrow. It is a thing of concern that many young people are not financially intelligent and or literate as the case may be. Many of them who work and earn average to substantial incomes are known to be wasteful, struggle through life, and are almost always saturated in avoidable debt. Experts have attributed this widespread malady to lack of financial intelligence and literacy among the young generation especially. The result is seen in the increasing rate at which youth become broke and resort to quick fixes, many of which are unsustainable. On the other extreme, some have veered off into violent and white-collar crimes, further compounding their precarious livelihood, often with damaging consequences across the fabric of society. But even the public service domain and some private sector establishments are struggling. Many are now known to be unable or are finding it difficult to pay workers' salaries. The backlog of debts incurred by some of these public and private sector entities is a reflection of how the Nigerian economy itself has been superintended in recent years. It is entirely possible that these debt-ridden conditions are partly a consequence of a pervasive culture of financial illiteracy. As we do know, there is a growing trend of many people now working till the retirement age of 60, 65 or even at 70 years of age. And a consequent reality is that many a youth and adult alike cannot boast of substantial finances to tide them over in their twilight years. The equally haphazard and inconsistent disbursement of earned retirement benefits, coupled with, in many instances, the reckless management of severance packages and gratuities by individuals, combine to demonstrate very strongly that financial intelligence and literacy is a key requirement for us all. In the light of these growing concerns, NASCO Moments is refocusing attention on this topic, promoting financial intelligence and literacy among the youth. To help you and I navigate through the program today, we have invited as guest a distinguished son of the plateau and a seasoned financial analyst, Mr. Samson Bogama. Samson Bogama is an accomplished agricultural financing expert with extensive practical experience in his area of core competence. He's also an exemplary family man and a beacon of integrity to many. We are glad he could join us on the show today. I believe you, the listener, should be glued to the radio as we commence our conversation on this topic. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. My name is Fudun Gyang. Now fortified with essential vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. Mr. Samson Bugama, welcome to the NASCO Moment Show. Thank you. 
So let's understand in the simplest way possible what financial intelligence is and why it is so important. Okay, um, financial intelligence uh, is the gathering of information about the financial affairs of entities of interest um, to understand their nature and capabilities and then to, to predict their intentions. Very importantly is to be able to understand money and the way it works and be able to predict its, its uh, intentions when they are with you. Okay, so it becomes very important for us to be able to understand money and to be able to uh, predict its intentions for the sake of the future. Okay, so what are the elements or attributes of one who is said to be financially intelligent? Okay, well, first of all, um, the first characteristics we see with people who are financially intelligent is that they live below their means. They, they make frantic efforts to live below their means. The second thing we see is that they do not get into debt for liabilities. You know, uh, to put it simply, they do not borrow, you know, to service, to service their everyday life. They do that to be able to invest into the future. And that takes me also into the third uh, point, which, which is that they get into debt for the sake of assets. If they, they convert their liabilities into assets, you know, um, whenever they borrow or whenever they go out of their way to get money, it is to be able to increase their assets uh, and not their liabilities. Then one other characteristic that we see is that they have a good understanding of the risks that is involved in the business that uh, they go into and they understand also how to mitigate the risk. One other very important um, uh, attribute also is that they focus on the long-term, long-term sustainable profits and not on the quick fix that we see happen these days. Okay, so now that we're focusing on the youth, at what stage should financial intelligence become critical in the life of a youth? I believe that uh, it becomes very important uh, as early as a person begins to make financial decisions for himself. You know, uh, it could be at secondary schools, it could be at, at the university level. And it's, it, it becomes very important at any point when uh, parents allow children to begin to make financial decisions for themselves. Mm, okay, so um, now that you've talked about parents, let's talk about their role here when it comes to teaching financial literacy. What is their role? Well, parents um, play a very important role, mostly in the lifestyle that they live. You know, instructions are good. You know, teaching children about money and uh, its outcomes is good. But when the children learn from the financial disciplines of parents, it's the it's the it's it's the best kind of education or the best kind of exposure that you can give a child as as much as money is concerned. So when a parent says, "Okay, I have made the money; it's mine. Um, it's not yours. So uh, don't look at what I have because it's mine, and you're growing, and you've not made any money yet." Can you, can the child say, okay, is that a way of learning from his parents? No. Well, um, I believe that parents should be able to uh, open up 
uh, their their sources, you know, or the sources of their own experience for their children. Take a mechanic for for instance. A mechanic, most times people uh, look down on professions like that. But if a parent opens up to his child and his child comes into learning the art, the fine art of of um, uh, mechanic repairs, he sets a he sets the child on a pedestal that gives the child an advantage in life. Okay, uh, that's interesting to know. There's so much more to talk about, listener. This is the Nasco Moments radio talk show. Financial intelligence is what we are focusing on. Please join us right after the break. A promise kept. the taste of nasco cream crackers each bite is crispy and so much fun it's excitingly cool and a delight any day nasco cream crackers is the ideal snack at home and office nasco cream crackers is best served with tea coffee and cheese nasco cream crackers Nasco cream crackers, a promise kept. It's crunchy and tasty. Nasco cream, cream, cream crackers. Nasco cream crackers, another quality product from Nasco. In case you just tuned in, you're on to the Nasco Moments radio talk show. I've been speaking with Samson Bugama, an accomplished agricultural financing expert with extensive practical experience in his area of core competence on how to promote financial intelligence and literacy among the youth. Now, some people believe that the poor and low-income earners do not imbibe, let alone take the time to transmit financial literacy to their wards. And this is said to be responsible to an extent for the vicious cycle of poverty within many families. In like manner, some folks believe that the rich pass on sufficient financial education to their wards, which results in the sustainability of wealth within the family. Now, sir, would you say this is a valid assertion? And do you have any evidence you can share to either buttress or debunk this notion? Yeah, this is actually a very valid assertion. You know, um, I came across a quote somewhere that uh, actually will buttress this. You know, that quote said, rich people stay rich by living like they are broke, while poor people stay broke by living like they are rich. And um, that is true. That is very true. We see that in our own society. And when I talk about rich people, I'm not talking about those who have money or have stolen money from the coffers, uh, you know. Uh, when I talk about rich people, I'm talking about those who who, who grew businesses until um, they were able to give them the necessary dividends that uh, we will call them rich. So you will, you will find that, that anytime you meet those who have gone through, um, um, the, they have paid the price to become rich, you will find out that, that they live the most modest kind of life uh, just to remain rich. But the, the other, on the other flip, you find out that, that those who are poor want to act as if they are rich. And by so doing, they, they teach their children you know, uh, habits that are not right. And the cycle of poverty continues because the children learn from the parents 
uh, who will pass on to their own children and that circle continues. Mm. Uh, now can we have the can you share with us the likely causes of financial recklessness that uh, is exhibited by some offspring of successful business tycoons because we cannot uh, run away from that especially seeing that the wards often fail or end up wrecking their inheritance. Well in most case, cases you will find out that uh, those who lead those um, kinds of life actually got monies the wrong way. They were ill-gotten wealth. But in the case of those who actually got monies the right worked way. Worked for every couple. Worked for every couple. Uh, they do not allow their children, even as young adults, to pass through the process with them. As it is commonly said, if you do not pass through the process, you will never fully appreciate the product. So, most times, those parents don't give the children the opportunity of going through the process with them. I, I, when I used to work um, in Kano, I, there's a very rich Hausa uh, family, you know, that uh, I got close to. I was actually expecting that because of their wealth, you would expect that uh, the children will live very lavish lives. But I found out that their work ethics were more discipline than mine you know they lived the simplest kinds of life you know and and that encouraged me to understand that look there is there is there is a discipline I must keep you know there is a discipline that any person who wants to be financially free must keep you know and then the other thing they do is that they have the wrong mo role models most of these children are exposed to the wrong role models if you look at um, tabloids and you look at, uh, you go to social media, you will see some of the children of these people who are rich, you know, snap pictures, you know, holding dollars and all of that. Where do they learn these things from? They learn them from the wrong role models, musicians, some of these crazy musicians that are dropouts from schools, you know, they learn all of this from them and they keep that as a sign of getting there, you know, which is actually very wrong. One other thing that happens also is that the parents also serve as wrong role models. You know, I know the Central Bank of Nigeria has tried to discourage people from spraying monies and um, during events and all of that. You see parents do that, which is wrong. It sets the wrong picture about money to the children. So I think mostly it's the lack of correct role models, you know, that leads um, to this kind of aberration in attitudes. Okay, now you have said um, we should have the correct role models. What else uh, can we do to make sure that we forestall this sort of behavior and tendency in financial recklessness in people? Okay, I feel that the, one of the very first things that we need to do is to teach the children, the young people, how to go, you know, how to manage money with our words and with our lifestyle. You know, let my children be able to see the way I handle money, and that will be the best lesson that they can get. We also need to get children to be, to be part of our businesses early. You know, teach the children the things that you do. Let them go through the process with you. They will appreciate the fact that when they see a new car at home, they know that it costs something. It costs time, it costs resources. You know, there was sweat that went into it. 
And so when the child will have the cost to drive that car, he will drive it with the kind of caution that the parent will. And I also believe that uh, children should be meaningfully engaged early in life. You know, teach them a trade, teach them a vocation, develop the talent. If they have talent for music, you develop it. I know a friend of mine who will take his child and take him to a football academy by himself, watch them, play it through, and then take him back home. You know, trying to develop that talent. And when children get meaningfully involved, you know, uh, it sets the right pictures for them uh, for tomorrow. Okay, it appears the parents have so much to do um, in teaching financial intelligence and literacy. Listener, if you agree, please join us again. We have uh, some more questions to ask our guest on this topic. Join us. We'll be right back. Mama Shakara, eh? this your shabby city shine on. <laughs> and how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now, Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent, not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Hmm. Mama Shakara, me too now. Brightex detergent, I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine and scent. Scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Welcome back. Our focus on NASCO Moments radio show today has been on the youth, especially how to develop and grow their capacity to better appreciate legitimate wealth management by improving their financial intelligence. Samson Bugama, an accomplished agricultural financing expert, is our guest. So, can you elaborate on some of the causes of financial bankruptcy in our society today? Okay, well, um, one of the very first reasons why people become bankrupt, it's actually because they do not have a savings culture. The, it, we, you know, we talk so much about savings savings and savings but in the actual people don't so when there is a windfall or there is a time of of prosperity um, people blow up the resources that they have and so at the times of of luck at the times you know nigeria is an is a clear example for us now at the times when we had we had so much we were not saving you know and it, it has brought us to this situation where we are today. You know, one of the things that, that, that causes financial bankruptcy is our lifestyle. You know, people will need to be able to develop the right lifestyles that, you know, the right lifestyles that um, support their income. There's no point struggling to live in Rayfield when you don't have the resources to pay for that. You know, a friend of mine made that crucial mistake some years back. He 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 was just getting married. He didn't have a job, you know, but he he chose to live in Rayfield just to make a statement. Mm, living above your means. You know, and he had to pack out a year or thereabout after. You know, which which um I, I'm I'm grateful to God he's doing very well today because he had to learn his lessons through the hard way. You know, but but our lifestyles actually um, go a long way to, to, to help us. You know, and then people also 
um, develop addictions that are not right. You know, um, people go into drunkenness, which is very common on the plateau. You know, sometimes on Saturday mornings when I take my normal jog, I see a lot of accidents. You know, um, people who come from clubs at night, you know, get accidents and increased to the cost of that. You know, even the medical bills that have to go with that. You can save yourself, you know. You, you will not be bad. You know, you will not be uh, uh, bad if you, it won't be bad for you if you don't drink. Some invest so much in women that are not, they are not married to. You know, all of those lifestyles are things that, that drain the resources of us and then make life very difficult for us. And very key, some go into a lot of impulsive spending. You know, people just walk around and see a shoe you don't need and you you just go for it. There's a time I saw somebody and uh, I saw a lady, she had close to a hundred shoes. That's wrong. I knew ladies would have to come in here. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you ask them, they want to have a shoe for every shirt. You know, that's, I, I, I don't, I don't want to dictate for any person, but if your means cannot, cannot support that, why go into that? You know, and then uh, we will also need to give priority, you know, to to our our desires, you know, to be able to understand that this is desirable, but it's not affordable. So we go for things that are affordable. You know, thank God we have markets here that give you the opportunity for you to 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 get those things that that are within your means. Mm, so how can we discipline ourselves and keep away from all these negative influences in our lives? Very importantly, you must have a very good financial understanding. You should be able to understand money and the way it works. If you do not understand money and the way it works, there is a major problem with you. Then. The second thing I would want us to know is that we have to develop a savings culture. This is very key. If you if you get a hundred naira, know in your heart that you are failed if you are not able to save ten out of that hundred. You know we must develop it. We must teach it. We must be able to uh, leave it that way. And then um, we we need to to have uh, accountability partners. Who can talk with us through um, through times when we see habits in our lives that are not right? You know, for a lot of persons who go into all of those vices, they really do not like those things. You but, just need someone to yeah, someone to talk to them and tell them yeah. you need to put the brakes here. Yes, okay. and then be able to watch over them. I think if you submit yourself well to your pastor, that will be good. You know, people who can speak to you and tell you the truth without actually looking for anything from you. So if we need to save, what percentage of our income is ideal for us to save? Like I said, uh, if you're not able to save 10% of what you get, I think... Is that the have, least we should save? Yes, I think, I think um, meaningfully, 10% will be good and you grow from there. But one of the key things that you should do, even as you grow your your savings is also that you must find ways to cut down on your cost because if your savings increase and your cost increased nothing has been done but when you are 
saving, you should also find cheaper ways of living. There's no point having two or three cars, five cars at home, when you know that they would only consume for you. Mm. So you reduce your cost as 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 much as possible. Um, and, and say okay um th that's all the time we have on the program today uh, mr samson Bogama. thank you for sharing your thoughts on this uh, first session of our two-part series of the topic promoting financial intelligence and literacy among the youth um we hope that you'll come back next week and include the discussion with us yes okay uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, dear listener, we have to end the episode of the show at this point. But remember to follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO group. Follow us on Twitter as well. Our handle is at NASCO group. And send us your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moment show to the email marketing at nasco.net or to the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. Now to the NASCO Trivia Question segment. The trivia question for this first week of Season 9 is NASCO Conflicts is available in what 2 grams? Again, the question is NASCO Conflicts is available in what 2 grams? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 including your name and location. The question we asked you last week was how old is the nasco cornflakes brand the answer is 31 years and we're happy to announce lami sunday of rukuba road as our winner congratulations to lami sunday you have one special package coming your way the nasco moments radio talk show has been brought to you by nasco and it was created by unimark limited marketing communications consultants executive producers nasco marketing department Producer Harun Audu. Content Development Tolu Bakari and Harun Audu. Production Coordinators Solomon Audu and Tolu Bakari. I'm Hudun Gang. Thank you for listening and keep enjoying the NASCO quality. Mm -hmm.